0: A recent research published in the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships show it takes more than 200 hours of time spent with a person to consider them a close friend. The study showed it takes about 50 hours of time together to move from acquaintance to casual friends, 90 hours to go from casual friends to friend, and then 200 hours before you can consider someone your close friend. With the pandemic, we had to spend less time together. A lot of us had to reevaluate our friendships. The pandemic transformed what and who we consider to be a friend. Fun fact, A person's brain can only handle about 150 friendships. Welcome back to City Living with Churchill, a weekly podcast that chronicles the different experiences and communities of being a young professional in New York City. Last episode, we discussed the great resignation caused by the pandemic. Today, we will discuss what some are calling the great friendship reckoning. And so I always felt it always felt right to sit down and have friendship conversations with no other than a friend. So I sat down with my friend, Ronnie O'Pong, who I've known for seven years since college, to discuss how the pandemic has redefined and reshaped our friendships.
1: came to Churchill's house and this is what he did to me <laughs> this is what he did to me I literally was just by say, at
0: five, four, three, two, one, start uh Rodney welcome back I feel like you're the only person so far that has been a guest in both season one and season two yes so congratulations oh, uh I'm actually really excited about that like yeah <laughs> and so mm. I, I think you know you. it makes more sense if you haven't listened to the, the running episode, go back to season one. There's an episode where he interviews me about why I started his podcast in yeah. New York City. So that was great. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. Oh, I've known you now for seven years since yeah. college when I was sitting in the cafeteria and you were stalking me. And stalking <laughs> you. Yeah. Oh, great. Tell people that. Let, let's put that on record. I was stalking <laughs> Churchill Donwe. And he was like, You have to be my friend because I just saw you're, you're so awesome and so wonderful. And so I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna be
1: his friend. No, <laughs> let's tell it for real. I think we even kind of glanced on it that um first season. Yeah. Where literally um I was in the student union, I was in this organization, um, BLF, Bakai Dorship Fellows. It was a really, really good um program. And I think for me, I'm definitely a person who likes to share resources. I'm a connector. So I was like, yo, this is dope. Um, I want to see more men of color in this space too. And you were sitting, like you were reading in the union. You were on the second floor of the union reading, mm-hmm. um, looking like this little studious, like African man, the sky swag. And I was like, bro, <laughs> I'm Ronnie. What's your name? You're like Churchill. I was like, I'm a part of this organization. I gave you the information for it. I know. I was like, I definitely want to see you there. Like you should be there. And I didn't even know who you were. Um, and I feel like that like just sparked I know, starting like staying connected, and, and like never seven year years later, seven years later in New York City, I'm getting dragged out of Brooklyn on a snow day, Oh
0: no, that's fun. I think you know. I I mean that's been the beauty, right? I think yeah. you know the past seven years, just like past seven years didn't just happen yeah it took some time of maintaining and mm-hmm. some work in understanding each other I, I remember when i moved to the city you was one of the first people i knew so you kind of showed me around the city mm-hmm. and so it makes i have a curious question though you know when the pandemic started shake mm-hmm. shot down we're all locked in in hibernation or well, some of us were just going crazy we all got a hobby um and it was but we didn't get to see each other yeah. right you no know, especially in new york city everything was like Clothes, You couldn't leave yeah. your house. Everyone, we didn't know what was going on. We were like, "If I see you, I might give you COVID by looking at you." Listen, <laughs> it was yeah. There was some. It was some dark times. Yeah, and so it was it like was some dark times. It was just very, you know, interesting that we went through that period. And I think for some, it gave us part of like, you know, what is friendship.
1: So I'm curious yeah. for you, how did you maintain friendships during the, the, the pandemic? You know, I'm a people person. Yeah, I mean, everybody who comes around me knows I'm a people person. But I think I, something that a lot of people really don't know though, mm-hmm. is I don't mind being alone. Mm-hmm. Like I don't mind being alone and I actually sometimes appreciate my solitude, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Um but another thing was in my movement so much and being an extrovert and people person and being out and about and you know, we outside and all of that. Bing bong. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. <laughs> Family and, and and some close friends and mentors would always advise me, like, take the time. Just sit down, Ronnie, and just, like, mm-hmm. embrace the now. Take some time out. Sit out. And I think I really didn't understand that. I'm like, you telling me to sit down? Meanwhile, like, it's because you're successful. You're done. You're good. Like, you mm-hmm. got yours. I'm trying to get mine. That's why I'm outside. That's why I'm meeting people. That's why I'm connecting. I'm making friends. Yeah. And so once the pandemic hit, it was like, no, everybody got to sit down. <laughs> Everybody's sitting now Sit down. Yeah. Um, and embrace the fact that you have to sit down. And with that, it had enforced me to really look deeper into myself, mm-hmm. really understand who I am in terms of like what I value. Yeah. Um, and really, I think one of the biggest lessons that really, truly resonated with me that I've always known this lesson. I've always led this, led and walked through life with this lesson. And that is that you can't expect you from people. mm Right. Yeah. Um. And in terms of that, is like you start to learn. And for me, I just I started to really, really, and I do appreciate already my family and my family values and my culture, but I valued it even more. Mm-hmm. I was able to sit back and see that through certain actions or how things were happening. It's like wow. Yeah. Like family, community, and like my culture, my upbringing, and those who are a part of that, mm-hmm. and that being Ronnie of today. Mm-hmm. Like, I cherish that and I value it so much. And I want to start doing and I want to take time to do more work in letting them know that they are appreciated that I appreciate them. So it was very interesting. It was interesting. I think certain friendships were fortified and strengthened. Mm-hmm. And then there were some that I realized I was like, you know what? It's cool. And I remember a while back I had um, posted on my Instagram story um, at Iran the World hey. a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I had posted um An expired friendship is not beef, Mm. right? Um, And I think oftentimes I've had conversations with friends and understanding what it is to be a friend and us having examples of what friendships are through the media and really Mm. understanding and building that Um, and what those things mean in terms of like people's standards or definitions of friendships, Yeah, right? Like we don't get a chance to, Sometimes define what that is for ourselves. We are only sometimes go based off of what we see. But then also, there isn't enough content out there, even that has documented to show us what friendships look like that look like us. Yeah, you know what I mean. We only have family mm. and our you know traditions, cultures, and these safe mm. spaces to kind of like base those things off of.
0: Yeah, I I think you know I I agree with that. I think that's one thing the pandemic kind of get us to mm. think about. When we started, you know, with the Zoom calls, I remember we all had a couple of birthday parties that we did through Zoom. And I remember we did like game nights on Zoom and it was cool at the start, right? We had all this energy Mm -hmm. because, I mean, we had nothing else to do We can stay
1: in contact. (laughs) I know.
0: And then you sort of could see, as the many things with the pandemic started Mm -hmm. happening. We were staying longer. out like inside. Yeah people were just exhausted. And so like you talk about like your energy and intention, Yeah, you sort of it, things just naturally expired because at first you started noticing that there is no intention yeah. around it. And so I think for me personally, you know, friendship to me was like this relationship that I think the pandemic highlighted mm-hmm. its importance. Yeah. It highlighted the interactions we had. And so when we think about like maintaining them, the pandemic also sort of placed friendship in this sort of, you know, amplifier spot, Mm. you know, whatever. At first we hang out with people, we go out, we're at a bar, we're drinking, we're doing that. And then we just go home. Yeah. Right. We didn't have that sort of time to have more intentional conversations or find ourselves sort of like, you know, having this heart to heart. Those heart to hearts always happen when like something happened Mm -hmm. or we felt like there was a true, true need. But I the pandemic sort
1: of said, nah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I think it just, For me, I think it was the realization and I've always had this realization in in, in terms of like friendship. I think a lot of people who are extroverts may or may not Mm -hmm. have this mentality or um, share these sentiments with me. But I think relationships and like friendships are just like relationships. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting that I think a lot of people always want to separate like what an intimate relationship is like a lover Mm -hmm. and the standards and what that comes with versus a friendship, right? Friendships, I think a lot of people have in their mind that friendships is supposed to be this euphoria of like nothing wrong happens here. And the moment something wrong happens in this world, we got to let this go because this is supposed to be like my my safe loving world right mm-hmm. and for me i've always known it's like no that's that's really not it like mm-hmm. if you're if the people that you consider your close friends your tribe whatever have not seen you irate mm-hmm. like pissed off if you've never gone off on your friend and been like no fuck you fuck you mm-hmm. <laughs> like it is what it is go your way okay i'm mm-hmm. going mine mm-hmm. we don't talk for a while and then we come back together because the crazy thing is we think that's normal culture in like of a relationship, someone mm-hmm. that I'm intimate with and we, you know, we, we fight and then we make up. Right. Yeah. But it's like friends are expendable, yeah. you know, and sometimes I feel like it should be flipped, yeah. you know, and the pandemic let us kind of like really look into, I think, how we prioritize friendships and our respect um, and our value in mm-hmm. these relationships. And, and what and
0: what place friendship has in our lives. Mm-hmm. I think friendship, I would say friendship has been the most under, undervalued, under appreciated relationship we all have in our lives. I agree. I don't think we give our friends or our friend groups or relationships we call friends as much credit or influence as they have. Yeah. Uh, We don't nurture them as much as they should be. Mm -hmm. Um, To your point about like, you know, we put so much intention when we're trying to date someone new. Yeah. We're like you know, we plan, we evaluate, we look into the person. We yeah. see this is what the person looks. We talk about the person's trauma. How mm-hmm. if it's we even talk about signs like you know years yeah. astrolog- We do all this matching. Yeah, hey, I don't do astrology. I don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do that. Let's get it out. I know, uh, but it's just like we do all this work. Yeah, um, from a friend, like relationship perspective. But then when it comes to a friend, so it's just like, it's just like this laissez faire style. Yeah. We're like, oh, if he happens, he happens. Like, if you know- Yeah, is that, and that's it's like, bullshit click, click. to me. I'm just like, that is bullshit. Like what? <laughs> yeah, What? Like you got to put work, like you have to think. And I think that to me, is one thing the pandemic evaluated. Mm-hmm. Whatever for good or for bad is that you could have understood where the riffs were, yeah. where there weren't riffs or where you felt like, oh, this is something where I should put intention. I personally made a goal during the pandemic to make new friends mm. um and interesting enough I was talking to our other friend um Sydney and she was like I actually and Heidi and they were like you actually met the goal and I was like oh I actually made new friends I didn't even notice that yeah um but I sort of I, more and more I'm getting older the more I'm realizing sort of the value that friendships had and the the role they play in our lives I continue to think and believe it's the most undervalued relationship yeah. we have. And, you know, I found myself sort of now being more intentional around those kind of relationships, how yeah. I maintain it. I also yeah. felt like, you know, it was overwhelming maintaining relationships yeah. and friendships during the pandemic. And it's, it, it has been for me. Um Like, I, to your point about you decided to, to look at yourself within, I think I did the same thing, but it's like, Got to call people, look here, look there, whilst we're figuring out that there's a we're living through a second coming up, the Antichrist and, um, um, you know <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's And yeah. so it's like it, it it was quite a lot, and I think that pressure for me made me more intentional mm. about all right. If I'm like putting more you know more more investment here, but then nothing's coming of return, okay. Next, yeah. All right. Uh, I wonder for you, like, did you find yourself in this point where you, you had to like really look at friendships that way, like this way I have to prioritize like this kind of relationship. I had
1: to cut out this kind of people. Yeah. I think for me, it was, I got to a point where I was like, I think naturally I don't like, it's hard sometimes to let things go. Mm. Right. Um, and I think sometimes to a fault, I might hold on or stay in something. And it's like, no, this, this just end this, end it. Like it needs to end. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes I think we all are at fault when we say, like, we've had moments where we let things fizzle out. Mm-hmm. And I think friendships <clears throat> and the success of friendships are definitely kind of contingent on how, how much effort you choose. It's a choice, yeah, right, to be in it. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think it's so interesting that people kind of like, like you said, laissez-faire the matter of friendships because it's just like relationships. Like, that's why, you know, when people divorce, they're just like, you know, some people— you know, are like, I can't do this. It's time for me to get out of it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not happy here and things like that. And those are the same things that happen with friendships. Mm -hmm. I'm not happy. I don't feel this kind of way anymore. I'm ready to bow out or I need to get out of this because I've been holding on to you and you're really toxic for me. Or like, And it's realizing some of these truths Mm -hmm. and working that out. Um, And I think for me, it was definitely, there were people where I was just, I had to sit back and be like, you know what? Maybe I'm always the one calling you. I'm yeah. always I'm always the one calling you. Mm-hmm. And it's not that like, I don't mind calling you. i I, I will call you. Mm-hmm. But it would be really, really nice for a change for you to call me. yeah. And sometimes someone might be like, "Well, dang, like that's kind of fucked up. Like, why are you so you just not gonna call them because and it's like, no, mm-hmm. it it's necessary because sometimes it also, Not to say that that is the marker, but it kind kind of sets a tone and is a marker for me to understand, like, how long do we actually Mm -hmm. go before I'm thought of? Or how long do we go until you're like, dang, I haven't checked on this person, Mm -hmm. right? And sometimes the habit might be because that Mm -hmm. person is the one that's always calling. So you never really think of let me call because Mm routine-wise, Ronnie always calls, so if Ronnie's not calling us often and then you're not calling, could that be your way of just being like, well, I mean, maybe sometimes I have anxiety and pressures in calling other friends and things like that. So it is nicer when they call me, but Ronnie's also waiting and saying like, damn, when are you going to call me? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's also about having that safe space to have that conversation about, hey, you don't call me enough mm-hmm. or I'm always calling you. You know, why don't you call me?
0: but i also think what you're highlighting because i'm one of those people that Mm -hmm. don't call you back uh i feel like i I know i I know i do like i i'm one of those people but i also feel like you know what you're highlighting is that there's always that friend Mm -hmm. that checks in on everybody and it becomes so routine that everyone takes advantage of that exactly that they forget that that friend is
1: a friend too yeah and they need to check on them Mm -hmm. right you know there was that like during the pandemic there was a lot of like That um, content was being put out there and messaging around, like, you know, check on your extroverted friends and check on those people who are, like, always busy or, like, look like. And it's like, yeah, check on them. But I think it was, like, communication and things made it seem like, well, they are going through it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's not necessarily saying that they're going through it, but check on them. Yeah, You know, because I think sometimes because it's something that comes easy to certain people, Mm -hmm. we all too often allow those people to do that. Yeah, Right? Like, oh, I mean, he likes doing that, so do it. Mm. Okay, but that don't mean they might get tired of doing it. That also doesn't mean that you don't have a responsibility to exercise that skill set that you have. You have that ability, so why don't you exercise it every now and then? Um, And I also think that it's just... Because I, I I read somewhere in a really, really good article about how, like, friendships, in a sense, they, it's basically because what's beautiful mm-hmm. about friendships is that our friends see the potential and that beauty in us that we wish we could see for ourselves and give ourselves the opportunity mm-hmm. to actually live in that space. Yeah. Right? And I think that is true. But then in that sense of, for me, I call it a mirror, mm-hmm. I think Mirrors also call out your imperfections. They can call out your imperfections. Yeah. So I think sometimes when now we're met with friends calling those imperfections out and things like that, sometimes we can't handle it. Yeah. They can't handle it. And I think all of that builds into a healthy and a really good friendship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I often say to some friends, like, if I am walking around and I have a booger on my nose and a random stranger tells me that and I've been with you for two hours— Mm-hmm. And this booger is clearly visible. I'm going the fuck off. Bro, I had a booger like right here, and you didn't want to say anything. And sometimes people's responses to me, like, oh, like, I didn't really notice it. Like, I, you're looking at me dead in my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this random person's just like, excuse me. Hey, you got this, uh, like, what the fuck? Like, yo. Yeah. You know? Um, so it's just, it's interesting. It's very interesting. I think for me in the pandemic, I was able to just sit back, reflect. Um, did I cut people off? I don't think it's a necessary thing of cutting people off. And I think it's a very harsh thing, but I think we, we call a spade a spade. I am kind of straight talk, no chaser. Mm -hmm. Um, sometimes people think that's very intense of me, but I call things out, Yeah, you know, and I call things out and sometimes I have to reflect and be like, okay, you know what? We're not vibing the way we used to vibe. Maybe you need some time. I'm just going to bow out. I'm going to give you your space and time. And people normally say also with situation like time heals all things. Mm-hmm. But then I think sometimes time can be used as um, a cop-out, <clears throat> yeah, an easy way out. Mm-hmm. So it's about you being very, very in tune with yourself to realize when you're copping out
0: mm-hmm. and when
1: you're truly letting time heal and give it time. Because friendships, you choose to be in a friendship, to maintain it. Like we've been friends for seven years. It has not been all beautiful yeah. all seven years but we've also been able to see each other grow, support each other, have real mm-hmm. conversations with each other, cry on each other's shoulder, like mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. there for one another. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, and so I think it's that work that sometimes we have to sit back and really reflect mm-hmm. and then see what where we value and prioritize what that, those experiences were and yeah. then use that to move forward and make our decisions. Yeah.
0: I find that you, you talk about it, like, you know, you're like straightforward, like new friendships. Um, so one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to is called Invisibilia. Mm. And your last season was all about friendships. Ooh, and, man. you know, there are things they talked about too was one around ghosting friends. You know, how when yeah. you send a text, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, we talk about like ghosting when it comes to like dating. Dating. Um, the ghosting happens in friendships. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, when you talk about ending. I've been
1: ghosted. They- <laughs> As a friend? Yeah, I've been ghosted. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, so there's somebody that I've known them, maybe I haven't, and I, you know what, I have not known them for that long. Mm-hmm. I would say probably maybe two years. Um, they moved into the city, and we were actually introduced and connected from, by, we have a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's what kind of got us together in, like, becoming friends, and it's been cool. But I want to say, like, amidst the beginning of the pandemic, it's just like, it, it fizzled out. hmm and I would reach out and things like that, but it was just like bloop, gone. This person's just like doesn't reach out, doesn't do any of that kind of stuff. And it was one of those moments where at first I I was hurt. I was just like, oh my God, like damn, the disrespect. Yeah. Um, and then, yo, the craziest thing was like we ended up professionally working with each other. Mm. And it was like they saw a ghost, like, oh, like they were shocked. And I'm like, hey, mm. you know what I mean? And just like, yep, still here. And we were able to work professionally and let it go on. But I think it was just like in that space we we're just like respectful of each other. But it's just, it was shocking to me. I was just like, dang, you really ghosted me. Like
0: yeah. and here
1: we are now working together. Yeah. And after we worked together, I thought maybe that would be an opening and a space for us to basically like reconnect and see like, you know, how we can go through things. And no, like, still crickets. Yeah. No, I and which is
0: funny because because uh, I, I was going to actually just, the reason I was bringing a ghosting conversation up, it was because you like, you talked about, you know, you're very forward and, mm-hmm. and friendships and, you know, with ghosting, <laughs> there is no end. And one thing I personally have been learning, I think as part of my reevaluation of friendships during the pandemic has been this idea that friendships are like a season. They have, they have seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, sometimes you, so you outgrow a se- that's yeah. in that season, another season, you'll be more conjoined. Yeah. And you know, do you believe, or at least as you thought about re- your evaluation of friend- friendship, did you find yourself like having, like, I'm gonna end this, or was it more like a fizzle where you're thinking, you know, just let this go out and, you know, or let it like, just play itself out? Because yeah. then- I think when we think about our personal relationships, we always like, we have a breakup, mm-hmm. right? We don't think, I don't think friendship has... No one has a friendship breakup conversation. We don't want to have that. Yeah. Whenever I sit down and be like, this is not working. Yeah. Uh, I also think people People also... I still think that people don't want to have that, but we also find some part of us who wants to always allow room mm-hmm. for... A, especially with friendship for a long time to regrow. Yeah. And so you may be like, this year we're not friends, but we knows down. Like this open, you know, invitation that maybe two years or 10 years we mm-hmm. might reconnect um. Whereas right. when you have a conversation About something being so finite It sort of closes it out yeah. I wonder like you know For you did you As you sort of reevaluate your things Is that you find yourself like You know Fizzling out Or Are you more of a Let's just have this conversation
1: And be on the same pitch And close it out I think it depends on the scenario And the situation yeah. There are some situations With the fizzle out Sometimes that fizzle out mm-hmm. Is pride mm. That fizzle out is pride And remember I was like These friendships are like, it's like your mirror. Yeah. Right. We don't want to have that breaking up conversation in relationships that we are intimate. Right. Yeah. It's like, you hurt me. You did these things. And I was opening up to you. I let Mm -hmm. you in. And this is what you did to hurt me. And I can't have that anymore. So let's, we need to have a conversation to like really end this and let it be known that like, Mm -hmm. we're done. Like, honestly, I can't move any forward. I can't move forward with you. Mm -hmm. That same conversation and how we have those breakup processes in terms of intimate relationships happen with friendships, but we truly at the core do not want to have those conversations. So that's where ghosting to me, in my opinion, that's where ghosting comes in and that's Mm -hmm. where like fizzling out comes in and things like that. But I also think that there's a beauty in, you know how there are those friendships where you don't talk every day. Mm -hmm. Maybe you did fizzle out a little bit, but occasionally You know, certain social time markers, birthdays or weddings or some things like that. We are, we know that like we can vibe out. There are people that I don't hit up all the time, but I know if I'm in this city and Mm -hmm. I hit them up, I have a friend there.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Um, And it's crazy because I want to go real way back, right. In terms of like these spaces, for me, it's foundational. Yeah. I think I took the time to truly, again, look into like how I was raised and like Mm -hmm. my culture and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And I always often tell people like really got to understand your dynamics of, like, childhood development. Mm-hmm. I have siblings. I love my siblings. And if you know me, you know I love family. You know I love my family. And yeah. I, like, if you're a f- close friends, who I bring you in. Like, you're like family. We're yeah. family. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and there are certain people who don't have siblings. And so it's about understanding that that environment that you're coming up in and those first friendships that you have as mm-hmm a single child type household, et cetera, those are really, really crucial moments, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the socialization of that child. Yeah. That's how you're interacting. And then friends, like, you know, so for me, I already had socialization and friendships in terms of like my family. My siblings are my friends, my cousins, yeah. right? And then I go outside of my family and then there it becomes other friendships. Now, the crazy thing is how I move in this world in terms of those friendships outside of my family are mm-hmm. based off of the values that I end up picking up and learning within my my upbringing and in my family, my tribe, my circle. And so I think often we see that friendships get held to the standard of whatever is lacking um, or what we feel like we might have needed from like family Mm -hmm. or like those developmental like relationships and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, and now fast forward into this space of like breakups, relationships, fizzling out and things like that it's like how did you deal with things like for me i think because i'm so straightforward is because growing up with my friends and family my family actually my siblings we have conversations Mm -hmm. yo you pissed me off i'm not talking to you Mm -hmm. i will go this long and i'm not talking to you okay now let's have a conversation or the elder brother or the youngest sister would be like y'all are not vibing Mm -hmm. y'all need to talk And I don't see these things. Sometimes when I don't see these habits and things being practiced within my own friend group, I get frustrated with my friends and then I'm talking and I'm bringing it up. Yeah. Right. But the ideas of like fizzling out and saying like, all right, we're not working anymore. Our mm-hmm. friendship is not good. We don't really truly, as friends, we don't want to have that conversation. We constantly grant grace, though, yeah. of like, that's my friend. Like, I could do whatever because that's my safe space. That's my friend. Mm-hmm. But then sometimes the moment your friend does something that you don't vibe with, instead of having that crucial conversation, it's easier. Because I think the thought of having that crucial conversation then means, like, if I have to point out their imperfection, they might point out my imperfections. And as a friend, you know, a lot of my weaknesses or, you know, some of my bare naked moments. Mm -hmm. And so I'll either back up Mm -hmm. and separate myself and we will fizzle out and it's an easy cop out. Mm -hmm. Or like me, I'm like, let's chat. Yeah, I'm like that. I
0: do believe in like, let's just let's. I'm someone that I think I like to have the hard conversations. I I think life Mm -hmm. is ongoing. Anything where it's in personal relationships work like hard conversations are a component of that. yeah. And I think, you know, again, friendship is one of those relationships where we avoid the hard conversation. Yeah. We just cop out. We just move away and like, oh, and that's perfectly fine. I do think, you know, there's, there is prioritization of yourself and what works for you. But also I am someone, I believe strongly in community. I, like, you know, uh, I believe strongly in this, ide- I believe strongly in the idea of friendship. I think for the choice yeah the choice we have in friendship is such a powerful thing. Yes. Um, because we really are creating the family, the vision of what we really want. Yeah. Um, your siblings, you're, you're tied by DNA, we're born, you yeah, have no blood. choice, mm-hmm. I know. But like, you know, your friends, you have choice. Yeah. And you can, and so those bonds to me and the choice and the intention behind them are very important. Yeah. And so one thing I'm learning or struggled with is sort of, I'm someone that like you, likes to have those hard conversations. Mm-hmm. I like to sit down and talk about. Okay, why why are we fizzling out? Are we compatible? Are we not compatible? Mm-hmm. What is your intention in this friendship? What is not your intention in this friendship? It's yeah. a question okay. I've asked a lot through this pandemic. It's like what is every time I meet or when my friends it's like what is your intention? Um, we don't. I don't think we have those conversations, and I also think that's mm-hmm. why when it's, it comes to a position where there's like a conflict we just fill it out. Because even in the start, we never, no one sits down with your friend. We try to make a new friend. You never see them like, all right, what's your intention? What are you looking for in a friendship? Right. What kind of values do you? But we ask a partner. That's when we, we have partners or things like that. We have that conversation. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just very important to sort of have those kind of conversations in, the, in, a, in a friendship, just continue checking. check in. Yeah. Because when it comes to the ending part of it, if you if it's not it's never been a part of that kind of friendship where you have this kind of conversations, you're not going to now have that conversation in the end and be yeah. like, and like, it has to be this continual style and, you know, expectation that yeah. when you come to the end. And so it's, I think for me, I think some friendships have just fizzled out. Um, partly, you know, I don't have a choice in, you know, it's a two way, it's a, it's a tango. It's two. Um, and I think part of it is also fi- letting myself be okay. Mm-hmm with there not being a resolution. Yeah. That it doesn't have to always be
1: but, an answer. But the thing is, a lot of times, though, that is the answer. That is true, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that is the answer. And I think it's also understanding, it's like, it's a choice. So it's funny, like you said, it's like, oh, okay, when you're dating somebody, it's like, mm-hmm. what are your intentions? And da 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 But you have to understand that the foundation of a lot of friendships is experience. Mm-hmm. There was an experience that happened that bonded us, right? So we found out that there's interest. hmm same thing happens in relationships, like intimate relationships, right? There's something yeah. that bonds us, but I think a lot of times that interest also is a sense of like there's attraction there. Mm-hmm. There's certain things that we are attracted to and we're like, wow, this is like, you know, my heart pitter-patters and like we share these kind of things, but it's because it's it's intimate. Mm-hmm. It, there's, it goes another step further. But those same things happen with a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. There's certain things that are bonding us and we're liking them together. And I think as we grow into our different modes and like our friendship grows Mm -hmm. I think the intent and impact of this friendship and this relationship should do the same thing so as you know there's that saying of show me your friends and I'll show you your character Mm -hmm. right and um, I grew up hearing that a whole lot and that also means like what type of friends and what type of people do you have around you Mm -hmm. not just the fact that oh my god we love Beyonce we love Jay-Z we love Nas we love good music right or we're African we understand all these kind of stuff it's like great okay let's go now let's go a little further because now we're growing, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's interesting because sometimes people will be like, well, I don't hang with them anymore because, like, they got, they pff, sometimes they're just a little ghetto and da 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 And it's like, it's unfortunate that that's your mindset and you drop those friends and you think you've matriculated. Yes, we mm-hmm. need to matriculate into certain circles and into next moves. Yeah. But if you are so, aren't in that mindset of looking at your friend group and being like, damn, I'm the only one that's got stacks like that. And you're mm-hmm. not looking at your other friends and instead of being like, Y'all need to get y'all money up. Like, what's going on? How are you helping your friends get their money up?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How are you coming into your friends' home and being like, okay, listen, I know you better than this. It's a mess in here. Let's clean up. People do not do that anymore.
0: Yes, people do not do that. And people okay, do not do that I think folks don't want to hear that. I think most folks are not open to feedback. We all say we're open to feedback, mm-hmm. but most folks are not open Everybody to feedback. Fake it. No, p- most folks are not open to seeing themselves through the lens of their friends, right? And so, you know, a lot of times, you know, most folks will be like, oh, yeah, I'm open to feedback. You can't tell me, but then you tell them, and then it's like, oh, so that's why you always thought about me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <laughs> oh, came from me. Yeah. Like, oh, so like, no. you're being shady. Oh, you're reading me. Right. Um, and all of those things, but it's not true. It's like, actually, sometimes your friends just have the good intention. Right. And that's okay. Um, but I think you know when you talk about like you know feedback, folks sometimes do not want to hear it but also it also de- depends on how you deliver it mm-hmm. I think there's two ways to hear and, and so for me personally I, I, a lesson I am learning is the Jamaican saying that say, cock, let' see cockma kill cock what. Um, <laughs> 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 cock, mouth, kill, cock Especially that you know, mm-hmm. your mouth will kill you. Oh God! Okay. Uh, okay. And so be careful about what words what you, you say, what you say, and how you say it. And so I, you know, I'm learning about how to give feedback to friends. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a sensitive thing to say, to do, to giving feedback to a friend. or saying how you say things, and I think mm-hmm. sometimes also how people receive it, and sometimes people receive it from the position of their insecurities sometimes we'll receive it from a position of who like, oh, this is a, this is a true feedback. Mm. Um, but I, I think it's all about how you get their feedback. But to your point about, it, you walk into a room and you say this to a friend. I don't think most people would take that as like, oh, this is a friend provide me some true feedback on a good intention. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people will be like, oh, like, it's like you're insulting me. right, And it becomes more of an insult than conversation yeah. or a feedback conversation.
1: And I think to that point though, it's like, Two things came to mind when you were saying that. I was just like, dang, like, when? And sometimes I don't think a lot of us can even think about a time or moment that their friend had a crucial conversation with them, Mm -hmm. right, about them together. Mm -hmm. A lot of times when we have crucial conversation with friends, right, Mm -hmm. it's like, let me tell you about what this person said about you. Or let me tell you about what I'm hearing or oh, is it's a crisis. I, it's yeah. a crisis. crisis. Yeah. I'm bringing a problem or crisis to you mm-hmm. to inform you, right? But it's never that I'm bringing something to you to build you, mm. right? To say that, hey, I'm celebrating you and I appreciate you. But I also see that these are some things that I think you have and you can do. Mm-hmm. And knowing you and knowing where I, because remember I said, I think friendships are those mirrors where we Our friends see the Mm. us that we want to see for ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's also empowering that friend to say, if you see this Ronnie, this version of Ronnie that could be so great, that could take over the world, and I'm deviating from that, Mm -hmm. remind me, check me, help me. Mm. But instead, we let that, we make that a responsibility of our intimate partners. Mm -hmm. We make that sometimes a responsibility of our family. Mm -hmm. That we're supposed to get that from our family We're supposed to get that from our partner, right? You go into Mm -hmm. a relationship and it's like, oh, when we first got together He ain't had this, this, and this Mm -hmm. I came in, I fixed, da 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 Yeah. But actually, your friends should also be The ones that are fixing you up Mm -hmm. And being like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah Okay, like, damn, my credit score is bad Yo, can you help me out? Yes, this is how I help you out Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's crazy because even, I think, as we get older And you look at professional moves And you look at financial moves And Wealth um, growth in certain communities and spaces, people are making money with their friends, mm-hmm. right? And it be, really because there's trust there, there's certain boundaries there, people are cleaning up their lives. And, and there's a removal of, of pride and ego. There. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We're able to just be real. Mm-hmm. So it's, to your point, it's like, if I come into your space and I'm telling you all this stuff, yeah, people see it as an insult. Like, oh my God, you reading me. Why are you coming for me like that? And it's like, no. Cause I see this rock star and you're not being that rock star. And I'm telling you, like become that rock star. Yeah. And maybe you are in a down, in you know, in a low. Mm -hmm. And so as a friend, I'm here to help you get out of that. Yeah. I'm here to do that
0: for you. Part of the solution here is solution, but I think it's having heart-to-heart conversation with friends where we're able to talk about our insecurities. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times to your point about bring problems. We also bring just the wins to friends. Mm-hmm. It's like we don't talk about like you know the moments where we're failing. We don't yeah. talk about the moments where it's a struggle and try to have a conversation about hey, this I'm feeling less beautiful today. I, yeah. I feel ugly or I whatever you, you're feeling. Um, this is just some examples and have the conversations with friends. I don't think we we do a good job i don't think i say we i'm not i don't mean to generalize cuz i'm sure there's people out there that are having some really hard to hard mm-hmm. um but i think you know g- generally um it's hard for us to have conversations. and i also wonder if it's like a, a a a male thing and i also wonder if it's like a specifically a black male thing. Um, I am sure that there is, there are are layers to all of this conversation.
1: I think women Uh, are too. I think women are in the same space. I think what it is, is socially we give women the past to say that they're communal beings Mm -hmm. and that they are in tune with the emotions. Mm -hmm. And so like they converse and things like that. But IE, that's also the reason why women outlive men. Yeah. They process those emotions, right? Guys, Guys, we harbor a lot. But also mm-hmm. when you look at the foundation of society, media, and how communication has been given to us,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it isn't in the sense of being able to talk about your feelings. It isn't mm-hmm. in the sense of having these safe spaces and having combos. Like there are moments where sometimes I'll come to you and I'm like, yo, did did I handle this situation right? Let me tell you mm-hmm. about the situation. Mm-hmm. Or, yo, I kind of feel a little embarrassed about something I did. Like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? And you might be like, yeah, Ronnie, you were wrong. Yeah. Or you'd be like, well, Ronnie, honestly— that's your perspective, but I don't think you're wrong. I think you took all the necessary steps that you could have, Mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera, and you advise and you give into it. That, I appreciate that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. And I also think that a lot of people don't get that. Mm -hmm. And I think opportunities like this and having even a conversation like this and on your platform and utilizing your platform to do this is, it grants people that opportunity to say, like, let me try it. Let me have those opportunities and start having these conversations. Yeah, I I'm
0: a hard to heart person. Yeah, I I I believe in vulnerability. I believe that you know I believe connection happens at an intersection of vulnerability and truth. Yeah, uh, we can let yourself yourself be bare mm-hmm. in front of someone and say this is what I'm going through. Um, folks, they will listen help. Yeah, I think we also need to have conversations about like you know when like when we ask for advice. Don't really have conversations, but when we ask for advice. We you have to be open to hearing the advice we're asking for and knowing that it sometimes might not fit what we want to hear. Yes. I think a lot of times, especially with friends, we ask for advice or we, we want to listen and ear, but we want to hear back what we think we should be hearing yes. back. And not, which not necessarily the truth mm-hmm. um, of, what we, of what we're experiencing or what we're, we're showing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, uh, cause I find myself sometimes doing that too, where like, you know, I forgot. I for, oh, so I'm doing like this whole career transition and, mm-hmm. I remember talking to um, Eddie that we both know. Yeah. And I was like, I'm talking to all these people for, and asking for advice about like what I should do. He's like, at some point, we, when you ask people for advice, you're trying to just hear what you want to hear. Mm-hmm. You're not actually asking for advice because you really know what you want what to you hear. Want. Yeah. It's not you not just You just don't want to say it and mm-hmm. do it. So you're just asking. So I think the same thing with friendships is that, you know, when we come to friends sometimes, we're not willing to hear an alternative yeah. point. I am the same way. I find myself in the same way where I'll be like, well, that's not what I wanted to hear. Yeah. And I get mad at the friend for telling me something else. And, but that's their perspective yeah. and that's a, 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 something they see. And you know, that is also something worth weighing in a conversation. Yeah. And so I think we need to do a general, really job. And it's what the pandemic has taught me about checking in. And yeah. I think checking in is not just saying how are you? How are you doing? And and then just moving away. Mm-hmm. Checking in mm-hmm. and saying, hey, how are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling? And taking the time to listen. Mm-hmm. To not just ask that question and move away. Because yeah. we do that a lot. we just, how are you doing? Well, 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 we're already two miles yeah. out across people. But ask the question, how are you doing? And taking the time to just stop what are you doing and listen to that person and listen to what they're saying. Um, and to me, I realized that That's the kind of conversations, that's the kind of relationships I want to have. I'm not saying that every time we're hanging out has to be like this come to Jesus moment. Yeah, no. Uh, So, yeah, sometimes we hang out, we drink, you know, we shoot the shits, you know, talk about our different, play all our different music songs and blah, blah, blah. Uh, But I think there's also importance, like at least once a month, I think, to just sit down with a friend and say, How are you? Are you okay? Mm -hmm. How are you feeling? And then listening. Yeah. Um, not just saying that and then moving on. So I think especially New York city where we're sort of overly stimulated by so many things, it's so very hard to take the time to just be still in a conversation with a friend yeah. and just checking on them. We just are just always on the go. And I think for me personally, I want to do a better job. And that's what one of the values from I've learned about the pandemic I want in a relationship is those moments of, are you okay? And us sitting down and just listening.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. I, I definitely agree with that. I think there are even moments, and in, in I've had friendships where I've connected with somebody and I've been like, we talk about this, you ask me for advice around this, or as your friend, I see this in your relationship that you're mm-hmm. going through and we, you know, we talk about it, but I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. I've had that conversation too with people and I'm like, when it comes to this matter, mm-hmm. please don't bring it up to me anymore. Mm -hmm. I have checked out. I am your friend. I am here for you for anything else. But when it comes Mm -hmm. to this, don't hit me up about this. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm done with it because I've given you what my thoughts are. And I feel as though you want a cheerleader. You want somebody to sit sit there and and tell you what you want to hear. And I'm not going to give you that. Um, And in me not giving you that, it's about how you move forward with that. And yes, it's an opinion. Mm -hmm. You can, but once I've given it, there's nothing else for you to be looking for here. So I'm done with that, yeah. right? I also think that the ideas, like you said, of just listening and just saying like, hey, how are you? How are you to me is very uh, surface level. How are you? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah, me too, same, cool. But a lot of times I start asking like, how are you feeling? Yeah. How was your week? Yeah, and also people always say,
0: like, and I think people always like, how are you, you feeling? And then everyone's like, oh, I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. And then might sometimes are not doing okay, and we mm-hmm. do this so very well. We always in on people, like, "Hey, how are you? I'm doing well," and we know we're not doing well. Yeah. And again, it goes back to this like idea of like vulnerability yep. and pride. I would like someone to tell, I say I'm not doing. It's like today was a crazy day, Churchill. It was so crazy. Yeah. We have to be willing to listen and be like, "That's okay," mm-hmm. and be like sit there and say, they're not okay. I think we say the reason why people don't want to sit because no one wants to feel
1: like a burden yeah. to
0: another person. But that's the whole
1: point but that's of the friendship. friendship. <laughs> that's the friendship. Give me your heavy load. Give yeah. me that weight. I'm here as your friend. Yeah. Give it to me. I might have some weight, but you, you know what? I think the beauty of friendship is about and, and that transferring of weight, mm-hmm. right? Is the beauty of that is because Sometimes the weight that is placed on us through our walks in this world is weight that we did not choose to get. Mm -hmm. The circumstances fell on us, and this is the weight that we have. Within friendships, Mm -hmm. we literally open this door to say, give me your weight. I am choosing to actually take on this weight, Mm -hmm. right? So give me that weight. Mm -hmm. Allow me to take these stresses or allow me to be that space for you to, to, to give me that. But instead, there are insecurities that we sometimes have and thoughts in our heads that say, like you said, I'm going to be a burden. Mm-hmm. I might be judged for this. Mm-hmm. And it's shame. like, you know, there's shame. shame. And But the crazy thing is, so you are okay getting shit face drunk, throwing up on the side, you know, sh- you know um, throwing up on yourself, going crazy at the club with these people, you know, mm-hmm. drunk talking and spilling out the tea about your life and what you've done wrong. And then when it... You're sober and all is well. And mm-hmm. it's like, hey, how are you doing? And you're not really well. Yeah. You're just covering it up. It's like, so I'm only good for certain experiences and moments. I can mm-hmm. only hold those weight, the weight of those moments. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, and that's like, I agree. In order to theme, we, you know, the theme, we list out all those activities, the mm-hmm. thing around that was intention. Mm-hmm. There's was intention about each of those moments. Cooking, intention about showing up, intention about those, like being vulnerable. Yeah. I think- I personally want to create an environment and community. I think especially in our friend group, there's something I'm t- continuing to try for where it is removed of shame. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. shame is such a thing that is like a cancer that we just sit back and we hold back things. Yeah. But there's a beauty in living in a community. Yeah. Is that, hey guys, this is what's going yeah. on. I'm feeling this way. I'm mm-hmm. giving people the opportunity to just show up for you. Yeah. I think sometimes in our, we to, you know, when it started this conversation, you talked about like how we have reference points from our families. Mm-hmm. I think some people, a lot of, some of our reference points also from certain trauma points. Yeah, yeah. And so when we meet these relationships of choice, we sometimes fear of bringing a certain part of ourselves because we fear mm-hmm. bringing that back will mean we'll face the same thing that created our trauma. Yeah. And I think, you know, I want to do a better job as a friend to my friends of creating spaces that is removed of shame. Yes. So folks can just be mm-hmm. and we can truly understand what is going on. Yeah. Because I think that, like the, there's a lot going on with the pandemic. Like we're still living through a pandemic. Every day you watch the news, there's some shit going on. Our normal lives before the pandemic was really stressful. We had dreams, aspirations, we were hustling. And I think there's just many layers now of things that I feel one person sometimes cannot take it a lot. Yeah. Uh, all on your own. But I think we as friends or friend communities can share that bond, yeah, can share that burden and be like, hey guys, I know you know y'all in this space tonight or doing this, but mm-hmm. like I just I woke up this morning, I had a we'll work at work till like 8 p.m. Then I had this paper due, then I had this, but yeah. I I don't feel like I can do it like I've like being open and vulnerable yeah. in those spaces. And I think part of it is that we or oh, wherever friend of you are, shame is a component of it. Yeah. We say we share certain things to our partners mm-hmm. only because we fear that if we share with our friends the judgment will come. Definitely. Which I don't really believe in that judgment. Mm-hmm. I believe in the friendship. I believe in this community of where shame is removed. We're all vulnerable with each other, where we're partners or we're friends. But we're really in a communal space where we allow each other to just... Be Mm -hmm. and we understand that we're all human beings, we're not perfect, we have traumas, we have, um, you know, great things that make us wonderful and sparkle. Yeah, but sort of understanding and appreciating each other for that
1: complexity, yeah, I think that would be really good. Interestingly enough, I was gonna say, like, to that point of like removing shame Mm -hmm. out of like friendships, right, out of that space, I think, um. Yeah, it's, it needs to be a safe space. Friendships are safe spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think safe spaces aren't always just beautiful hunky-dory, but safe spaces are spaces where we're able to explore the ugly, right? Yeah. And work those things through and be able to say some things and know that you have a tribe of people who aren't going to judge you, but are also going to give you solutions or give you insights or support your journey in making right what was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think we, we are... Imperfect, like you said, and we break trust and things like that. But I think there's another part of it where I often think about people in terms of like friend circles, Mm -hmm. right? At one point, and I still strive to have this where I want, I would like for all my friends to say like they know me and it's uniform. Mm -hmm. Not that I only know this version of Ronnie, I only know this version of Ronnie, I know this version. A lot of us walk around here and friends in certain circles know a certain version of us. Yeah. Right. And if shame is like, to your point, is eliminated, then you can literally be the authentic, true you through all these circles. Yeah. Um. I, always, I think about like funerals or birthday parties when people come together, mm-hmm. you know how people plan the tables and it's like, oh, can this person sit with this person? Can this person? Think? And I often think like, hell yeah, like I could throw a party and my friends will all get along. Like it will be lit. Or even I have friends that might be like, well, I don't really vibe with that friend of yours. And then I'm like, you don't know them. Mm -hmm. And you don't know what they've done for me and things Mm -hmm. like that that makes them a friend. So get to know them because if I care about them, you should care about them because I care about them, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so eliminating shame for me, it it was there was a a time period where I was like the work truly I wanted to be about a uniformed identity and understanding of who I am and what my value is as a friend Mm -hmm. um, to you. You know what I mean, and also their ideals and things that we might cross paths and we might not be in front of each other and talk to each other all the time. But because of the time we shared during a certain moment and mm-hmm. how you showed up for me, mm-hmm. I will forever be there for you as a friend. Yeah. and I and we all have those moments. There are certain people that we, like I said, like I might not talk to them all the time, but if I'm in their city, like I got a place to stay. Mm-hmm. I know I'm taken care of. I'm good. Yeah, you know, and because and the crazy thing is. I think that goes back to even my culture and how I grew up. You know what I mean? It's just like yeah. there are people who did things and have connections and bonds with family, and I'm mm-hmm. like, well, mommy, I didn't, ever, I never saw this person growing up as much, or dad, I never saw. And they'll sit down like, hmm, the thing this person did for me,
0: mm-hmm. I was
1: in a corner somewhere in a ditch, and she, <laughs> she and you be looking like, oh damn, like she mm-hmm. a real one, real one, but we don't see her all the time, we don't hear from her all the time, mm-hmm. but that bond is still there and that respect is still there. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So I I appreciate that those words that you said in terms of like eliminating shame. But I think when we're able to eliminate shame, we're able to authentically be ourselves and meet everybody as our authentic self. So that Mm -hmm. way, if something did happen that we need to correct or fix, we have a tribe to help build us and fix that.
0: Yeah, no, I I 100% agree. You know it's a weird thing, but um, because we're African, we watch a lot of Fox, local Fox News. <laughs> um, growing up, I was I always like you know um you no know, I always joke with my mom. I'm like you know you no know, when you watch Fox News and there's like an incident happened and then they always interview the neighbors and everybody's <laughs> yeah. saying like oh he was out of the woods was great. Oh, I knew he was going to do this thing like that. <laughs> you know I always wonder like you know. If something happened, one of my friends would say to Fox 5: Right, <laughs> and I'm always like, I, I want to make yeah, sure that's Churchill. I'm being authentic, <laughs> me on the camera. Yeah, uh, that's him,
1: that's him, exactly. I know where I, he is right now, actually. Yeah, I, was, I don't
0: want to the, the news person, like, he did this in my whole like, Everyone's like, Who Churchill did nah. that? I want to be my authentic self, so mm-hmm. that everyone, would be like, on Fox 5 news when I'm dead or something happens, yeah, like, oh yeah,
1: that was him. But uh, I think to, to that point, though, of where people are shocked, like, Wait, Churchill, I think that's sometimes also a good thing is because how do your friends speak of you when you're not in the room, Yeah, right? We think about that and we talk about those kind of opportunities and conversations in like the professional world. Mm -hmm. How does your brand, you know, precede you and when Mm -hmm. you're not in the room. But that same thing also is with your friends. Mm -hmm. And I'm a type of person too. Like, I think that's why I said these crucial conversations are important because if I'm out somewhere and somebody says something about about somebody I consider a friend, Mm -hmm. I may not go ahead and defend right away and check them like, hold up, keep Churchill's name out of your mouth, da, 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 da. But I might be like, hey, I'm hearing this and I'm not too fond or secure in like what this experience is right now. I don't mm-hmm. like this. So like either let's change the atmosphere and let's focus on something else. That person is a friend of mine and I want to connect with them. Then I come to you. Hey, friend, I was at brunch da da da, and this is what I heard. Is this truly what's going on here? Like, what is it? Yeah, That's granting grace, mm-hmm. right? That's granting grace. And I think sometimes, and it's unfortunate, I think media has really just hasn't been the strongest space for us to look to mm-hmm. as to what true good friendships are or healthy relationships, et cetera, look like. Yeah, I And agree. so we have to do that work. Yeah.
0: And so I think that's a good way to sort of wind down, mm-hmm. wind down, wind mm-hmm. down the episode, uh, you know, in this conversation. And I think, you know, just to summarize, before, I have like this three fire round questions I want to ask. Oh, dang! Uh, but before I ask them, I just want to like recap that I think that, to me, what I've gained from this conversation is like intention mm-hmm. is important. Conversation, communication. Do not be shy to have the hard conversation. And three, removing shame. Yeah, Shame ties to judgment. Shame ties to why we're not vulnerable. Shame ties to a lot of things. I also believe that shame is tied to fear. Because mm-hmm. um, if you truly love people and you, people love you, you all should live in a space where you can share some very scary stuff and just be able to sit in it and help each other out. Yeah. No,
1: that's beautiful.
0: So, with that in mind, three fire-round question. So, I saw the episode, you know, there was a research I, I read that says, you know, it takes 200, 200 hours to be close friends with someone. Do you believe in that, yes or no? Uh, uh,
1: no. Right. no. 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 There, there's no explanation. There, there it is. No. Okay. Because <laughs> right. you know I want to explain. Like, ah, oh, yes. <laughs> no. Okay, no. Right. no. Next
0: question. Um, I don't. I don't believe that either because I sometimes meet somebody and I'm like, we're close friends. Yeah, it's experience. Yeah, experience. Um, question number two. What is a friendship deal breaker you've learned from the pandemic?
1: A friendship deal breaker? Yes. Uh, not communicating appreciation for one another. Mm. That is a deal breaker for me. I think people's love languages are all completely different. But again, I think it's, and I know like it's this is fire round and the question no explanation. No, no, but no, no, go ahead. I think the ideas and the, the, what came to, to mind with that is that we only lend certain certain experiences and grace to mm-hmm. intimate relationships. And when it comes to your friendships, mm-hmm. we need to hold that at the same standard. If it's something that you're choosing to be a part of, let's mm-hmm. do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. And so let's let people know that they are appreciated. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. You know, or, you know, and, and vice versa. Um, is often we only see that happening within our intimate relationships. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we'll talk to friends, it's like, oh my God, I'm doing this for my. Abu thing. Mm-hmm. And what do you think? And you might be the friend listening like, bitch, you don't ever do that shit to me for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and we just friends. I would like that. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think it's extending that and letting our friends know that we truly do appreciate them and, and loving on them the way mm-hmm. in which they receive love.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I would say my friendship breaker is um, I think the same thing. Communication. Yeah. But I don't think it's not just communication about like the good stuff, but communication in general um, I want to have more friends that can communicate in a way that they can share the vulnerability in a way that um, we are on the same page. I like to talk about the hard conversation. I like to do hard conversation. Yeah. Uh, I like to know where I am and, um, in the relationship. And I think it's very important to communicate. So I think communication is a deal breaker for me. All right. Last and final question. If you can think about the past two years, mm-hmm. what is the most valuable lesson you've learned from
1: around friendship? During this pandemic I'm learning I'm learning things Every day You know what I mean And it's crazy Because like A lot of these lessons Are also just coming To life more and more And I'm learning Some of these things Or Mm -hmm. I'm I'm grasping And understanding them Because I've already Known some of them A very very valuable lesson One of them is just Understanding What it means To sow into somebody Mm -hmm. Right Um, Again like you're investing yourself and you're choosing to be on this journey. Mm-hmm. Like if you've known somebody for more than a year or two, like you know, somebody for more, like you chose, you've chosen to know somebody for more mm-hmm. than a year. So now that's you choosing whether to know them on a surface level or that's you choosing to know them deeply in like enrichment in that space. So I think for me, the biggest lesson is to really understand like when you're sewing, it's like be have more intent with friendships right Mm -hmm. and truly understand what both of your goals are and know that you're growing and getting through this thing called life together Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. we're not just there for the happy times but we're there for the hard times too Mm -hmm. and really decipher when things are truly unhealthy for you and you feel like i do need to sever these ties i'm doing that but sometimes if it isn't like that and you truly do want to stay with this person as we're sewing into this person, we're understanding that we're going to be here for the long haul.
0: Yeah. I would say that for me, it's okay not mm-hmm. to be okay. That is to me, one of the lessons yeah. I'm learning in this pandemic. I think that lesson applies to you, to people just generally, uh, how we feel internally. That's mm-hmm. also thing that also applies to relationships, that it's okay for you not to be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm someone that likes to be liked. I'm someone that likes to, I think i I feel external um, attention a lot and mm-hmm. information um, and I think that's why for me when my friendship groups and someone to my friendship like I don't like you or we have a fight, it doesn't very heavy on me. Mm-hmm. I, I think what I have learned and I'm continuing to learn because we're all um work in progress is that it's okay not to be okay. Yeah. And that's fine. You don't have to be that's awesome the beauty in a of relationship. I love that. And I love you. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Ronnie, yeah. thank you. This was a beautiful conversation. Yeah, I appreciate you. Um, I appreciate you too. Looking forward to 2023. What a great conversation. If you enjoyed today's episode and podcast, please rate and review on Apple and Spotify podcasts. It takes listeners like you that keep the podcast going. And most importantly, as always, be kind to yourself.